0: What's up, sinners and choosers? Welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. As always, my guest this week is the hilarious Virginia Jones. She is a comedian out here in Los Angeles. Check out her album, Gothic American Live. It's on iTunes. Uh, You'll have links to that. Find her website. I ended up learning a lot about Mormonism this episode. I'm sure a lot of you guys will. I'm sure a lot of you ex-Mormons will find some solidarity. Uh, Thank you so much, Virginia, to coming and uh, being really honest and uh, educational, too. So I think you guys are going to like this episode. Uh, What's been going on with me this week? Last weekend, I found myself going to a punk rock show for the first time because I want to get more angry. Uh, That's right. I want to get more angry. I don't think I've been enough talked about the the movie Inside Out a lot on the show and um, what that has meant for me and allowing myself to be sad. But I realized that I think part of my baggage that I'm just starting to realize with some of my liberal Christian upbringing is not allowing myself to get mad enough and it's not like my parents never got mad or anything. They they for sure did, especially when I fucked up or when I visited an old, an old GeoCities website that was called Fuck the South, and it was just a, a long litany, curse words against the South, making fun of it, that I thought was hilarious, and they grounded me for, and then uh, I snuck around the grounding, and then they caught me, and they grounded me for that. Yeah, they were pretty mad about that. Uh, but by and large, I think... Being a southern liberal Christian, it was like, you know, first of all, the southernness, you're going to be polite. You're probably not even going to say when you're mad off the bat initially. And then when you got the liberal Christian shit on top of it, it's I'll forgive them anyway. You know, an anger in general in this society is very ugly. It's uh, it's not doesn't have a great rap. It's kind of shat upon unless you have a very specific, agreeable kind of anger. And I agree that an aggressive anger is bad and a lot of times anger is so rooted in egotism that uh, I think is really difficult to handle appropriately. However, I'll tell you this, even when I haven't been a liberal Christian, and I've gotten more and more hippie in my ways over the years, uh, more and more like compassion and loving everyone and saying yes to what is and, and all that, I have trusted my own anger less and less and less, but that's not always a good thing. I don't think it is because if you guys saw that movie inside out, it was a perfect explanation of how if you never let yourself be sad, then you're just going to be depressed. Well, the same thing is for anger too. If you disavow your own anger, you're going to end up saying, I don't trust any of my emotions. I'm going to shut them all down. I don't think any of them are right. And this is where a lack of anger can really fuck you over. Cause again, even though it can be egotistical, I think anger in the self love mode has a really beautiful function of being a radar detector for shit that's not right and not just and so what anger can do is help you detect when your own boundaries have been violated and when others are getting mistreated too and so when anger is used defensively protectively as a way to say you know what it's not cool to treat me that way I think anger is a beautiful thing as we all know it really easily gets carried away and it gets violent, it gets aggressive, it, it, it gets used as an offensive weapon. Still not a fan of that. But uh, I haven't let myself listen to angry music in a while, and so I started listening to more and more angry shit this week, more and more of my old high school music. And it's, it's really too bad that a lot of angry music is, is shitty. Uh, you know, it's hard to defend anger as something other than juvenile when a lot of angry music is made by bands who misspell their names with K's and Z's. But I was listening to a lot of this week, went to a punk rock show. I was ready to just channel my energy, channel my anger. And because this is the other thing I think anger can do, it can really give you a clarity and get you in touch with reality and truth. I think all emotions have the ability to either cloud your judgment or get you in contact so directly with what's actually happening. And unfortunately, of course, Uh, You're going to fuck up a lot on that, too. So all that being said, I went to a punk rock show to be more angry. I showed up. I'm in my black T-shirt, listening to my angry music, going by Skid Row, really grungy area, to say the least. And I went, and I showed up. And what do I see but, like, 500 high schoolers. Oldest guy there by eight years minimum. So I'm in there, and it's this venue called The Smell in downtown Los Angeles uh, because it's fucking hot. And sweaty in there and very tiny and uh, we get in there and the first band starts playing this group of 20-somethings called the Hot Brothers and I sort of hang back a little bit at first but then uh, by the third song a mosh pit had formed and I'd never seen a mosh pit in person. Basically the, 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 the kids formed a big empty circular area so that people who wanted the mosh could run in, push each other, shove each other, throwing elbows in like a safely violent way and uh, by the third song of this, I said, fuck it, this is what I came here to do. And I threw myself in there. I started trading elbows and getting bruised by kids and braces. And this went on for a couple songs. There would be a lull during the breaks between songs where we would gather ourselves. And then as soon as the next one would kick in, be thrashing again got sweaty as shit. I can't remember the last time I was sweating all the way through my jeans, uh, but I did. I'm running around and people on the outside of the circle are pushing me back in and I'm colliding with people. And I'm the biggest dude there, but I'm still getting swept away by teenagers left and right wearing their own black and white shirts with their own chains and, and hair color and everything. And uh, I'm trying not to destroy any 14-year-old girls in particular. Uh, most of them were stayed to the outside, but every now and then one would venture in and I'm like Oh, God do not make me responsible for this and then finally the the pot brothers ended their set and the, the couple of the guys that were the regular moshers that I had the most contact with we all hugged each other Gave some dab and then uh, went outside to catch some air uh, Now there were two other bands after that But I'm an adult and I do have adult shit to do so I left but unfortunately my mission to become and channel my anger failed because I really left happy and feeling alive. But it was, it was truly a great time. I recommend you all go to a punk show uh, or at least be a chaperone to some. There's a lot of cool weirdo kids out there. As somebody who used to be a weird outsider type uh, really resonated with me to see see kids in their elements. So, so that's been my week. You'll see my blog about it from this past week. Uh, basically, just talking about that is all, called This Week in Spiritual Narcissism. Uh, it's my weekly blog you can check out on choosearoundreligion.com. You can also find old episodes on there. D- I didn't mean for this to be a plug for uh, for what my, my shit, but it ended up being a plug for my shit. So, um, anyway, go to religion.com. If you like this episode with Virginia Jones, uh, you can find a lot of great older ones there too. So, anyway, I hope you like this show. Please welcome in Virginia Jones.
1: Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? And know that you are blessed. I love you. Jesus loves you the best, and I hope that you choose your own religion. Yeah, let's, let's do it. So where do you run your cam girl business out of? Do you just reuse this desk?
0: Yeah, yeah. You just put
1: a you put a webcam on it.
0: Right, this folds in half, and then uh, they get on the couch. That uh, is the casting couch. Yeah, right. uh, No,
1: no, no, no. This is for your webcam business. Mm-hmm. For people, do you call it ginger nuts?
0: Ginger nuts, uh, yeah, that is mm-hmm. what it's called. Okay. I, you must have <laughs> googled me before this. Well,
1: I like to stay apprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to walk in and just yeah. No, the couch is perfect. You put the camera here. Mm-hmm. You put the mic. You can you can do a, 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 a an omnidirectional mic just in that direction. Right. Yeah. And then have. Intense conversations.
0: Yeah, and it's exciting because um, we're starting to accept tips and Bitcoin now, so we're pretty cutting edge.
1: That's, that's only going to bring you good things. Did you notice, I'm sh- I'm asking someone who I'm sure has noticed, that at Meltdown, they have a Bitcoin ATM machine now?
0: I just saw that uh, like a week or two ago.
1: I wonder how much business it gets.
0: I'm, I'm curious too. It's actually, I don't think it's like a good exchange rate because I remember looking, I kind of know what generally what the Bitcoin I, I kind
1: of generally know what Bitcoin goes for I kinda, <laughs> and they're, they're taking kind of a big cut Um, keep in mind that they're probably doing one transaction a year so you have to make your square footage for that machine that's
0: fair that's fair Um, thank you for uh, for nailing that impression Uh, that is you know I do think I was talking about this to somebody the other day I'm like I think I come off as more condescending than I mm-hmm. ever am in my right. own head right is that is that your like first? We've never really had a conversation. No, I saw you do stand up a while ago. Uh, I used to live with Steve Fernandez oh, yeah. back then, back in the day, and like the Girth days. I think it was maybe the last one nice. I I saw you. Oh geez, that's yeah. been a minute. It's been it's been a hot. It's been,
1: minute. A, it's been a hot minute. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Groovy. Am I condescending to you right now?
1: Um, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I no, I think you're right. I think I think that many times, um. And I'm gonna say men.
0: Sure, yeah, lump us in, generalize away. <laughs> it's so the monolith.
1: I think I think um, the way you are taught to communicate with people, mm-hmm. you're taught to come forward with a lot of confidence, even if you're not sure, mm-hmm. and that will get you through like most of the time. And so I think that because of the way women communicate. Which is much more I'm so sorry. Do you think I could be right about this? Like I think mm-hmm. that's part of the disconnect and I don't I don't blame you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I actually do think I, I- I personally, I, I agree with you in a whole. I do feel like m- me personally, mm-hmm. I have more of like a, I have I'm like a closer, maybe 60, 40 masculine, okay. feminine okay. energy. And okay. I say, I, I like, I like my, I feel statements. Good. I like uh, nice. all that type of thing.
1: But I mean, I, and I love men and I'm friends with men and I really am very tolerant of all your bullshit. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I was on a podcast with someone who's a very dear friend who I think tried to mansplain my own record name to me. Oh, wow. And, I'm still not sure whether he was kidding, but I said, you know, I'm promoting Gothic American. He's like, oh, you know that that's, if you reverse it, a famous painting. I'm like, are you? F-
0: oh, dear God. Really? And that's the, that's what your, I mean, your album cover
1: that's is. That's my album cover is, the, is a reference is to that, that? painting. But, and I know, I think he was either trying to kid me and he was so dry I didn't get it, which is possible. But like, the more I thought about it later, I was like, what the fuck? Why did you think? Okay, but I think but I think yes. I think that many times I think sometimes the less confident you are, the more confident you'll try to project, not you, the universal you. Right, right, right. I don't think you're condescending.
0: Thank you. Um so, wait, so you reached out. Well, I, I solicited people. You solicited. I was, I don't you know. didn't reach out. Like, let's, not, no, let's, let's not mischaracterize mis- it. That way. <laughs> <laughs> it.
1: Uh, this bitch hit me up on This thirsty bitch hit me up on FB. So thirsty. She slid into my DMs and said, I grew up in a weird religion. <laughs>
0: but, you, well, you did, I mean, Mormon. So, did yeah. you grow up, I mean, in Utah? Is that the. In, no. No. I
1: grew up Mormon. Okay. In Texas. Texas. And the south of France.
0: And the south of France. And the south of France. Wait, what was what came first, France or Texas? I was born in Texas. Okay.
1: And my parents were unique. They're kind of unique. They were one generation Mormons. They both converted, mm-hmm. and then they were both out by the time I was a teenager, which is atypical. So, and uh, so they were a very strict Mormon family because they were in the first. They, they, they were in the first blush mm-hmm. with this religion, and later when I moved west, when I moved to Portland, Oregon. I met way more former Mormons and way more like, and you know, anytime you get Utah adjacent, it gets sure, real yeah. Mormony, and you meet people who like their family, they're like, yeah, you know, we've, we've been in it for like 10 generations and we kind of look like Joseph Smith because he was our, all of our great, 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 great grandfathers. <laughs> right. Like there's a Mormon look. You kind of learn to recognize if you're in Salt Lake city, like you'll see like real, like tall oatmeal colored men with super dark hair. Uh-huh. And like, Oh, he's, Mormon or his family was because the gene pool is not that big sure yeah um anyway so I met a lot of former Mormons and and they would be surprised at how strict my family was because because they were like yeah yeah no basically we do all this stuff and you can drink a little but my family was not you can drink a little
0: Mm, very hardliner hard
1: Hard, real serious real serious yeah
0: yeah Yeah. what took you guys to France and when how old were you
1: um I was I think Because I was right Right at kindergarten age My father um, I asked him about it later Because I was like You moved to France With Three small children And a wife Who did not speak French Yeah Why? (laughs) And like As an adult That seems like a weird thing to do Yeah yeah. And he he had been working For Texas Instruments And he said You know They were opening There was not a job opportunity for me They were opening a plant They wanted a manager the job opportunity came to me when I was a newlywed with no children. Mm-hmm. Perfect time to go. Grab the wife, pack her up. And then it only came through three years later. And because we were a Mormon family, we had three kids in three years. And he was like, No, I'm still I'm still going. I'm still going. Wow. So um so I speak little kid French. <laughs> um, and then yeah, and there's a small Mormon community in France. There's a small Mormon community everywhere because of missionaries.
0: Sure, yeah, and so that works that, that to works. some degree
1: people do convert, I mean that's missionaries, plus the extremely active generation program is why Mormonism is one of the fastest growing religions in the world. uh do you know this why Mormons have so many kids because there's this thing that's a well of souls, like in Indiana Jones, uh-huh, right, but there's only so many souls in it, and because we are in the end times, Latter-day Saints, any second now. Yeah. We have to get as many souls as we can to Earth to live their life, so that they can be ready for the latter days. Because if the if the world ends, if the if, if this planet ends, those little souls are going to be trapped there in little soul purgatory. So you got to crank out the souls, crank out the souls.
0: Oh my goodness. So like the soul, nothing. They, they would stay in soul purgatory if they did not manifest themselves. Right. But I have so many questions about that.
1: I think that's what we're doing, right? Yeah.
0: So you have the where? Where are they being housed again? Where is the, the There's the a well souls? of souls. It's beyond. Well? It's, it's
1: it's 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 called beyond the veil. There's a veil of, of, of consciousness. And okay. People who are adult Mormon scholars, I will get some words wrong, but conceptually, uh, this is what I left the church with when I was fourteen. Um, so you're, when you're born, you pass out of this receptacle, this soul receptacle. So there's no reincarnation. Everybody gets one shot, right? Okay. You pass through this well veil where you kind of forget everything from heaven Mm -hmm. and then you go prove yourself on earth. You do what you're going to do. You're good or you're bad. You get born into a Mormon family or born into not a Mormon family. You get baptized or don't baptize. And then that helps you. It's a, it's a big sorting system. Okay. And then that helps determine where you're going to go because yeah, if they had not been sorted, they would just, yeah, they would just go, they would just go bad, I guess, or yeah. something. They wouldn't have the opportunity to get to celestial heaven, which is what every good Mormon wants to go to.
0: Gotcha. So it'd be like, and
1: that's the really good heaven. Like, that's the really good. It's like the W.
0: <laughs> so they're, the, the well of souls is the equivalent of like unused sperm and eggs that just we never get real, to. Real, real poetic.
1: They just don't <laughs> manifest. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: I can't tell if you're being sarcastic that it's poetic or not. I'm like, well, it kind of makes sense to me. The
1: thought occurred to me and I, yes, you're right. (laughs) You're correct.
0: And so now people, so there's two different ways you can save people is either to have more kids and that's a more like, oh, I'm going to like directly get some people into heaven that way or the conversion process, which then people are already.
1: There's a third way. What's the third way? Are you familiar with the work of the website Ancestry.com? I am. Do you know that it is intricately connected to the Mormon church? No, And that pretty much all American genealogy, all modern genealogy is connected to the Mormon church because the Mormon church was established as a um, uh, a, an apocalypse religion. It was the turn of the 19th century. Uh, yeah and and at the time there were dozens of apocalypse religions there was all these people saying well you know in five years the earth's gonna end i've got a big beard well in five years (laughs) and like only a handful of them survived and it's mormonism and it's jehovah's witness Mm. and um uh and then one one of my friend ann is in that i can't think of right now um so when joseph smith said the only way to get into the good heaven is you have to live your life as a Mormon and live your life as a good Mormon. And people said, well, what about people who've been dead a long time? What about so- Socrates? What about, are we just going to say that everybody who wasn't born before this time, which has been a minute, mm-hmm. is doomed? And so the Mormons will baptize souls.
0: Oh, and maybe you haven't heard the about temples. this. Yeah. yeah.
1: And the best way to baptize a soul, the best way to have permission to baptize a soul is to prove your blood lineage to that person.
0: Whoa. So
1: all of genealogy, all of that is an attempt to baptize as many souls who were born before Mormonism as you can or modern souls, just whatever souls you have. And, um, wow. And that's to keep, that's to keep their souls out of the bad heaven.
0: I mean, it sounds like it's well intentioned. It doesn't sound like it's malicious,
1: but it is creepy. It's very you know? strange. Yeah. like You were born a Catholic. You lived your life as a Catholic and then some other made up religion says, well, your religion wasn't good enough. It wasn't the correct one. Yeah, yeah. So we got to fix it. So it, people don't, people aren't a fan of it.
0: Right. It, it does sound very much like a response to the question you right. were saying. It's just right. like, well, what happens to the good people that, that were innocent? Like, right. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, we got to <laughs> fix it.
1: No. And, 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 and a lot of Mormonism is like that. A lot of Mormonism is a, or appears to be problem solving. Joseph said something. He was killed in a, a, a jailhouse uh, mm-hmm. in New York or in a jail yard. Mm-hmm. And then the people who carried Mormonism forward, like they had to solve these problems. And so one of the solutions is that Mormonism is a, Mormonism is a living religion, that there are apostles who receive the word of God every day. Like they receive so it's Wow. It's not I mean, and I think that's kind of a cool thing about it. Like it's liquid. Yeah. It's not ever it's not like Catholicism where we've established the rules and it's these done. are them. Yeah. And and scholars can spend you know, in, in in Judaism, scholars can spend years and years arguing over the fine points of these. Mormonism is molten and it can change. And sometimes it changes for the better and sometimes it does not. Um uh Mormonism was getting dangerously close to finding gay marriage okay Mm. um because the 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 boy scouts which are also very linked to the mormon church started saying well you know um boy scout leaders can't be gay because obviously they would be converting children and and uh and they're all pedophiles as we know right and um but kids if kids are gay that they can be boy scouts and so some kind of like left thinking, Mormons are going, well, is this the church accepting gayness? Is this is the church accepting that people can be born gay, yeah. that God will give them this, and this is just part of them, and it's nothing that they've chosen, it's nothing they can be punished for, and uh, so last year, there was a big uh, outcry, because the Mormon church said, no, for sure, no gay marriage, for sure, mm. for <laughs> sure, and there was a giant exodus, thousands and thousands of Mormons left the church, because they're finding themselves... Um, that the church is so far out of step from modern like morals and tenets
0: right basic uh well and though a lot of us would say basic human decency right right
1: but what was what is basic human decency now was extremely <laughs> left thinking <laughs> right and radical in 1978 whatever for sure yeah which is when mormons allowed black people to be in the priesthood
0: that's what I was going to ask about. So that was in the priesthood versus... Could they always be... You could always be in the church. Okay.
1: And I don't know if always is true. <laughs> but no one would keep you from being a member of the church. But you could not achieve the priesthood, the ironic priesthood 2As. Um, mm. Because like other religions before it... And, and Mormonism kind of is a cobbled together of a lot of things. Um, it's some mysticism and some Christianity and like just other stuff that Joseph had heard about Mm -hmm. thought this is cool
0: and some like uh what entrepreneurial capitalism a lot of
1: that and some and some wrestling so he was a really good wrestler
0: (laughs) was he Uh, yeah
1: (laughs) and um so there's a an idea that when so when Jesus what what makes Mormonism different uh, as far as the literature goes one of the big differences between regular christianity is so in regular christianity you got the baby jesus and he's born and he's awesome and he does miracles and he moves around and he never really wears a, a full pair of shoes and mm-hmm. and he uh and he dies and he comes back and says hey guys it's cool i'm back and then in catholicism and and episcopalian and, and protestant all these things he ascends into heaven right and he's bye jesus bye Mm-hmm. And in Mormonism, he comes to America, right? And as has been pro- like brought to prominence in the uh, amazing uh, uh, Mormon musical that um, Book of Mormon, Stone Book of Mormon did. Yeah. So he comes to America. So in America, you've got these two tribes, like in the Frankie Goes to Hollywood song. Old reference, sorry. <laughs> um, and you've got one that has light skin. And you've got one that has dark skin. And the reason that one tribe has dark skin is that they're bad. And that's been the reason. Wow. <laughs> God marked them. The Nephites and the Lamanites so that you could tell them from the bad, the good people. So the, so by the time Jesus gets there, the white people are dead. There's only the dark skinned people who he converts and helps them everything, but they're still not as good as regular people. So, uh, but it's interesting to note that while, uh, Black people can be uh in the priesthood since 1978 women still can't. So, still that. can't. Still can't.
0: Jesus. That's so weird to me. I, I grew up my dad's a Presbyterian minister um and you know I'm not Christian anymore but I uh my first church that I remember growing up and we had an associate pastor who was a woman. So mm-hmm. I was always it's
1: just, just normal.
0: Yeah, I was like why just, it doesn't make it never made it was just like wait, what people don't allow that? It just didn't occur to me that that would ever not, mm-hmm. it still is a strange thing. It to It is me. weird,
1: but yeah, if you ask a Mormon, they're like, you know, a woman's role in the church is probably the most important role of all. She's the center of the family. She's bringing babies out of that well of souls. Right. They can all play piano. Um. <laughs> there's a lot, but they're just different. Women and men are different, and they have different strengths, and they have different abilities, and they have different things that we're going. Men should talk to God. Men should be doing more than God talking. Yeah. And women's contributions are different, much more vaginal based
0: that's why i mean have you seen handmaid's tale i read it or i watched read it i've yeah.
1: not seen it but
0: i've watched it didn't read it but it's it's it strikes it hits so close to home because right. it does touch so much on those real attitudes and beliefs and
1: if we travel the world we are not very fucking far from that yeah you know margaret yeah. was, was not telling the future she was telling the present and she was telling the past it can also be the future be careful.
0: Well, Waco happened like after her too. Mm-hmm. Like after that book was written. Yeah. It's um it's bizarre. Yeah. And it's something as even as you're describing more of these beliefs, it's been a while since I I haven't seen Book of Mormon all the way through and it's been a while since I saw the one South Park episode that they originally did. I'm, right. That you've seen, I'm sure you've seen yeah. it's um did you feel like that was an accurate
1: The crazy thing about Book of Mormon, which I've seen and I enjoyed, was there's only one thing. That I think was not accurate, which is that (laughs) Joseph Smith was not a blonde.
0: (laughs) But everything else.
1: Everything else. Like, people are like, this has got to be a crazy, like, blown up, wackadoo version of your religion. I'm like, not really. No. Yeah.
0: Well, that's... And that's the impression from watching... I remember just watching that South Park like, episode. This you're like, this is so wacky. Yeah. Or, like, he's just clearly obviously making it up as he's going along. Because you're like, oh, shit. Um. Yeah. The, the the dark tribe is bad people. That's why they're yeah. dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just literally improvising. Well, and just riffing.
1: He he was riffing. I think Joseph Smith was not only a great wrestler, but uh, <laughs> a great improviser. <laughs> uh, he... um one of the first things he was known for in upstate New York where he lived was he had a divining rod and he would find water. So whether you think that a divining rod person is a religious leader, don't know. Um, yeah. And I have thought a lot about like, what is it that um, Seventh-day Adventist, that's the other thing. Ah, that's yeah, the yeah. other thing. That's my friend Anne's church. Um, what is it that has caused Mormonism to live when all these other religions have failed. And I think the, the initial thing was the char- charisma and the personality of the individual Joseph Smith, who I think was just the funnest guy Had to, to be around. Yeah. Married 100 women on the road. He was the first road comic.
0: But, but he really married 100 women?
1: Like, yeah. And oh evidently his primary wife was not aware of any of them. And he impregnated tons of women. And that's how come... That's how come polyam, you know, poly polygamy and all this stuff. Um, but he would do these tent revivals where he was kind of a superstar and he would tell women, like, God wants you to be married to me. Oh man. And, uh, when he started, but like, I also think he bought into his own bullshit because he, when we started, um, baptizing the dead in the temple, you can also seal yourself in the temple. So when you get married, you get Mormon married, and then you go to a special temple, and you get sealed to that person forever.
0: Wait, so see- sealing forever. is like a cosmic sh- some cosmic shit yeah. going on? Yeah, so
1: my parents got sealed. Uh, and at the time, they were in Texas, and they had to go to Mesa, Arizona, because that was the closest temple at the time. And they got sealed, and that means that you have sex after death. You still, you find your partner. Oh, hell yeah. You find your partner... And anyone else that you might have gotten sealed to. So Joseph Smith sealed himself to lots of famous women of the day. He sealed himself <sighs> to famous singers, wow. and actresses who had never met him, but he thought, you know, m- maybe. Oh my God! Um, so so in,
0: in heaven, I'll be boning these babes. In heaven,
1: I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be boning. Like, yeah, it would be like, it would be like getting dead married to Beyonce. Like she doesn't know me now. <laughs> but when we're dead, she is gonna get on this girl. And um Jesus so it's amazing. Uh but so I think the personality of Joseph Smith and then the the tenets of like and like and so people in LA get very upset about Scientology and like how can anyone believe this? Scientology tells you that you can be psychic and you can control others and you can control your fate. And that's what people like. Mormonism tells people we're a little bit better than regular people. Our families are happier. If you are a good Mormon priest, you can eventually get your own planet and be a god. What guy doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. And you can bone after death. I mean, those are all amazing things.
0: Great perks. Great yeah.
1: perks. Yeah, and, and also, when the world ends, we're going to be on top. Every single fucking one of us has a two-year dry food supply. We are prepared for the apocalypse. Yeah. Mormonism is is... is is still relevant in these times. So for, this, for these reasons.
0: So why why then would you ever want to leave this church, Virginia?
1: That's a cool question. Um and I so my my father and mother, my mother wanted to be in the church because her dad was a drunk and he was scary and she wanted to be safe from alcohol and they don't drink and so she felt very safe. My dad wanted to be in the church because his family was actually slightly more fucked up than that. And there was not a lot of physical affection. There was not a lot of family love. And Mormons all call each other brother and sister and you are part of a family. So my dad was ripe for any cult, really. Um, but also <laughs> the girl he had a crush on like in, in high school was Mormon, so he was Mormon. And then when they left, it was because my dad, wanted to well they wanted to get a divorce which isn't done you don't do that and Mm -hmm. then my dad wanted to like drink and smoke and so um i was the last person in my family to go which is weird like i was still going to church by myself for like i think a year or a year and a half really because being born into a religion and being trained into it is different than being converted you know my dad was like well we're episcopalian now i'm like well what the fuck kind of sense does that make well like what about the like talking rocks and the magic snakes (laughs) and the Jesus in America, you were just gonna walk away from just all that shit.
0: Yeah, fucking like in heaven, gone.
1: Just, you're just <laughs> done. And I was like, and I asked my dad because they didn't get unsealed because it's actually kind of a big process. You have to get, I think you have to get excommunicated if you get unsealed and you haven't remarried. Anyway. Wow, it's uh, technical. I'm probably wrong. I'm talking <laughs> yeah. bullshit to a microphone. This is what I do. Um, and I said, Dad, what if, what if it's not bullshit? You know, like what if you wake, I'm like what if in the afterlife? And he goes. If I wake up next to your mother, I'll know it's not heaven. I'm like, uh oh, okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: So I kept going, and I kept going until I heard about, in the uh, the, the National Organization of Women had uh, an equal rights amendment. Uh, they wanted it for women um, in the 70s, and there were some Mormon women who were involved. Uh, and it was basic stuff pay us the same.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: uh, Let's get good health care. Let's help women raise kids. And the Mormon women who were involved in the movement were excommunicated. And so as a, as a little baby, tiny feminist, I'm like, that sucks. Um, Yeah. And and so that was the first thing that made me pull away from the church. And then after that, it was like a domino effect. I'm like, well, none of this shit makes sense. Mm. But, but, but choosing to believe something and saying I accept this I accept that Joseph Smith was a man who walked among us who invented a religion uh, was killed in a jail room brawl was a mason like I accept all this stuff and then being told it and, and absorbing it I'm like oh of course I've never made a choice I was programmed to believe this right it's very different things right um, and then yeah so I left I left the church with not a lot of fanfare and and then and then it just went straight atheism which was weird like my parents don't understand like my mother has moved on to um being a baptist and she's very comfortable with it mm-hmm. and we have this conversation all the time i'm like how could i have another religion like i had i had one yeah and she's like well you just start believing this is the real thing what do you mean so yeah so then i went to being just like 13 year old atheist
0: up in uh, Portland, or were we not there yet?
1: This was still Texan. This okay. was still Texan. 13-year-old atheist, feminist, weirdo in Texas. It didn't go that good. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then I was happy to get out to Portland where there were more weirdos.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And more ex-Mormons, too.
1: Shit, a ton of more ex-Mormons. I, was, I used to be so excited to meet an ex-Mormon. Now I'm like, oh, yeah, you too.
0: You said you were the last of your family, so your sister she bailed even earlier than that.
1: Well, they everybody else was younger than me, mm-hmm. and they all bailed when mom and dad said so. And I'm like, that makes fucking sense. Like a lot of them were little. Mm. Um,
0: so you are really rebellious by not leaving. No,
1: isn't that weird? Yeah, <sighs> it, it seems very strange uh, considering the person that I am. I am today, but but yeah, I was like, no, I believe this. This is uh, like just because my like. And the Mormons are a lot like the Nazis. This is the best thing I'll say all day. (laughs) The Mormons are a lot like the Nazis. Um, You know, there were a lot of Nazi youth groups Mm -hmm. in Germany. And the idea was, if we have your kids, we have you. Mm. So when the Mormons see a young convert whose family hasn't joined the church or a, a Mormon who has stayed in the church and their family has left, they all... Extra arms around that person. We're so glad you're here. We hope that your parents will rejoin us. Let's do these activities. Let's like and so in a kid you know who's having a divorce and like having kind of a weird time at home, Mormonism will step in, pick up like they will do that stuff. And so I think that that's that's kind of why I stayed for a while. Um, but then it just seemed weirder and weirder.
0: Yeah, and also I'm I bet the Nazis have great choirs too. Oh my God! They probably have excellent singing.
1: Cute uniforms. And I mean, I don't know how much you know about Nazi Germany, but like, <laughs> there would like, the 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 Hitler Youth, the Jugend were like, they had special summer camps they would go to, they would you know, and like like get out of the the gross bombed out city, like and like see some nature. <laughs> um, they had a higher like they would sing for Hitler. They were celebrated. Who like, yeah. doesn't want to be part of that?
0: Now, I will say, I the the Mormons, I knew, and I knew some in North Carolina, not so much in, I grew up in a small town, and I mm-hmm. didn't know many there, but then I moved to outside of Raleigh, and so I'm mm-hmm. at uh, my high school, and I, I got suckered into taking chorus my senior year, and uh, through that, I knew... To, to uh, get pussy. No, not to get pussy. Uh, it was because I was like, I was a theater kid. I did, the rest is sure, I did not get any pussy in high school, uh, but I was a, like a theater kid, and then I was like... <gasps> finally at the school where we had a, a school musical mm-hmm. and that's where you met like all the chorus kids that's where all the chorus kids and theater kids and band kids all kind of convened for you know a couple months of the year and they're like oh you should take chorus next year so i was like cool It'd be so rad dude yeah and it was hey it was pretty fun i'm yeah. not gonna lie but uh and then i met that's how i got to know lots of mormons through that and they were you know what they were really nice really sweet really nice. genuinely cool people i didn't know like any of them to be jerks or anything like that no I mean, has that been your experience that's like yeah
1: Mormonism, the the PR is, we're gonna be and like and it's something they talk about. Kids are, are are brought up to like like be nice to kids, be friendly to kids who aren't Mormon, invite them to church. Like if you're getting to be close to one, invite them to church. If they don't want to be part of church, cool, but maybe separate yourself a little bit. Like,
0: mm-hmm. don't get too close. Don't
1: get too close. Yeah, because you don't want like bad ideas. But but um yeah, the 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 public face is always like. The most helpful, the kindest, and 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 always the idea of, like, we've got a little something going on that you don't. Our families are a little happier. We're eating a little better. I mean, in, like, Mormonism, for a long time, like, uh, one of the tenets, like, Joseph Smith set out these things, like, don't smoke, don't drink. Mm-hmm. Don't drink caffeine, which has been abandoned, which is weird, because I definitely grew up in a no-caffeine household. Um, but it used to be don't eat red meat.
0: hmm
1: like Mormons were kind of like ahead of it health wise. Like <laughs> yeah. Even today when people want to do um studies for longevity and diet, like they'll look to Mormons because Mormons are very healthy. They're uh, you know, they're 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 kind of like um they're kind of a, a, a like a social um cleanliness experiment. Like they're mm. they're they are, you know, that's it, it it is a way to longevity. Yeah, yeah. Um and there's a lot of things that Mormon, yeah, Mormonism gets you that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just you also have to be part of a cult,
0: right? I mean, hell, I've even given up caffeine recently. Uh, oh, I God. I do other shit too, but okay. like I don't. I've just found my energy levels are too. I, and I went from like drinking, you know, six, seven cups Massive a day, down. fuck ton, yeah, fuck ton, and then it was. Uh, I don't know. I feel better having a more yeah. even keel most of the time, but then I mean, I, every now and then I'll. Will indulge. I'll be being a little sinful.
1: I I have quit drinking before, and it's really not that big a problem for me. I've quit drinking for like a marathon, or like I'm training for something or something. Yeah. Uh, um. But I don't. I I, I dread quitting coffee. <laughs> I, I came to coffee obviously late in life. I came in college, and it's been a passionate love affair. Mm-hmm. Uh. Super into it.
0: And so since um since going atheist, uh, being a weirdo atheist kid, mm-hmm. have you? dabbled in any kind of like spirituality whether it's like eastern stuff or like you know psychedelics or anything like that or
1: i mean i've taken a lot of drugs i am probably from the knees down made of acid (laughs) um but and i've certainly had friends who cross those lines um and i enjoy i'm gonna sound like a bummer I enjoy the connectivity. Uh, I enjoy the awareness of my spot. as a tiny speck in the universe. Mm -hmm. It's a giant speck in the universe that Mm -hmm. you get on mushrooms, but also uh, I think it's because uh, any hallucinogen, any psychedelic is reducing the boundaries between the different parts of your brain. So every part of your brain is communicating. Mm. That is the connectedness you feel. Your brain is the universe. You are in the universe. You are making the universe. You are of the universe. I don't think it's religious. I think it's interesting. Um, it's a cool way to look at stuff, Yeah. but I'm still pretty sure that there's no ghosts and there's no (laughs) God. And when you lie in the ground, you're going to rot. So you should do everything you want to while you're here. Yeah. Don't set anything aside.
0: And we're also, uh, I mean, as somebody who has enjoyed his fair share of psychedelics too, and sometimes does take some spiritual applications. A, it's nice to hear like a counter argument to that. And then B, uh, it is anytime you are taking something like that, you're getting a lot of endorphins released too. Yeah. So you're just like, you're, awesome. you're, you're geared and keyed up to be in uh, that kind of like place or to associate like, Oh, pure happiness with uh, right this thing.
1: Your brain is made of chemicals. Your emotions are made of chemicals in your brain. Um, the end, one of my worst traits, worst slash best traits, uh, on acid is doing either art history or religious lectures cuz i get super into all the connections of Mormonism. Yeah. this leads to that and this yeah. this is how you know this like is connected to uh, the death of like assassination of lincoln this is how this led to pants having a fly front um, i mean it's there's a lot of things um yeah but yeah but yeah uh, everything that you experience on psychedelics is coming from your brain every idea that you have is from your brain and not from another place Mm -hmm. Uh, because in my opinion which is only mine which i uh you cannot take from me and i cannot force on you um this is it
0: it. it's (laughs) and and after this it's lights out lights out yeah Uh,
1: and 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 any 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 uh extra depth um uh that you enjoy from psychedelics like you and joe rogan can have a very (laughs) good talk and it's fine it doesn't bother me it doesn't take anything away from my experience but yes i i went from super religious to totally not like it's the, it might be the steepest uh line between two things uh of of anyone
0: yeah well I, something that i've been thinking a lot about recently um and i've thought about it before and, often, and it's not even my original idea but mm-hmm. the george carlin's whole uh his quote about like every cynic is like if you scratch underneath the surface of every sitting, you find like a, like a burned idealist or something right, like that. Right. Um, and I definitely think that's been true for me. Uh, I tend to be more that way. Like with like my romantic relationships, like I'll be such a romantic when I'm like dating somebody. And then, you know, I've recently got broken up with like a couple weeks ago. And so then I'm like, Oh, I'm like, that's still in that part where I'm like, I'm, mm. Oh, love isn't real. It's all a facade. But then like, ah, just give me a couple more weeks and I'll be back wanting to yeah. like totally be into it. And I guess religiously, sometimes I can be that way too.
1: Um, I think that's an interesting point. Well, I I can tell you that everything from your past love relationships, you've learned something and everything you've learned has either made you a better or a worse partner and try to focus on the things that make you a better partner. You know, it's like uh, a really weird part of modern times is, you know, 50 years ago, you would marry the first person you had sex with and that's (laughs) who you would be with. Right. And um, the idea that, that first person was the very best person for you is a weird idea mm-hmm. how convenient that the very best person for you in the whole world lived within a 3 mile radius of your <laughs> parents house right and but also because we weren't having sex before marriage because we didn't have the pill because blah 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 um people were super motivated to get married right away. like yeah I, yeah um and and now that we're not it requires love it requires a little more thoughtfulness and it requires more education like my first boyfriend now he is the person who's known me the longest next to my family. Like now he it just feels like a family connection. And um you know, we touch base every you know a couple times a year and it's and it's nice, but even if he had been the perfect match for me, neither of us had the equipment to have a relationship. Yeah. We're assholes. We didn't know anything <laughs> about connecting to another person, ser- like serving another person not out of selfishness. Um and and I, I think that we're still learning about, about relationships and, and how we, uh, who we want to be in relationships and how to best do them. And so I'm sorry about the end of your relationship, but I know you learned great stuff, and I know you're going to carry that forward.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to be fine, but, uh, but thank Please you. Please don't kill yourself, Joe. <laughs> I
1: appreciate that. I'm going to say another. <laughs> this is something else that I've thought about. Um, this, is a, this is a Jewish like homily, um, uh, and it's about love and fish okay like okay so there's this uh rabbi talking i'm gonna fuck it up talking to another rabbi and he's like i love fish he's like what do you love about fish i love catching it i love cleaning it i love eating it i love fish he's like no you love what fish can do for you Mm. so when you think about love do you love the person because of how they make you feel of how they make you value yourself or do you love and act in love and worship that person because you love them Like totally. Yeah. Sometimes we can get that a little, uh, screwed up. And I I just, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I think for me, it's often, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, um, it was, uh, I was
1: done. I was just making noises with my (laughs) mouth.
0: Uh, I mean, sometimes it's hard. I, you know, I think when I'm in relationships, I certainly believe I love the fish and I'll do like, I, I am a pretty selfless person, I think. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I just look at my own parents as, uh, they're still together but they're very codependent people. And sometimes I think that's what I end up being, which often it's a sneaky way of, I don't know if it's quite entitlement. It borders on entitlement mm-hmm. of like, I'm doing these things for you. Therefore I expect some sort of unwritten contract, but when it's a healthy relationship, right. it actually works. There should but, be give and take, there should yeah. be give
1: and take, but you should never do anything for anyone else because of something you expect back. Of course. You should do of it course. because you want to do, like, that's just the, the, the path of disappointment You know my sisters have a lot of expectations of each other and when one doesn't live up i have to hear about it i'm like do the thing because you want to do the thing don't do the thing because you're expecting her to do it later right Um, on yeah but uh and uh, i uh, here's here's i think this is almost a thought about love and the brain and religion i think one of the weird things about love now um and when i say now i just mean in LA, in this moment, in this time, where it's very easy to have sex with a stranger and it's very hard to connect with a person. Yeah. Um, Fucking A. I don't have casual sex. I don't think it exists. I don't think it's real. I think anytime you have sex with a person, it's it's on some level intimate and sacred. And so maybe I've returned to my Mormon roots like in this way. <laughs> yeah. But people act like love is something that happens to them and they'll go and have sex with this person for a while. And they're like, well, I just didn't, I just didn't fall in love with them. If love is not an accident. It's something that two people choose to build together. You know, they, they connect and they trust each other and they care for each other and they live in service for the other. And that's what love is to me, whether it lasts a long time or a little time, that's still valuable. And, um, the end.
0: No, I love that. And I recently, um, I mean, I have definitely had a lot of casual sex in my life and, uh, even recently I have, but then I also, I'm starting to hit that turning point where if I don't feel a connection or I don't feel any possibility of anything long term, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it anymore.
1: Um, and I, I think that there's also an idea that some women are worth casual sex and some women are not worth relationships. And like, like, there's different kinds of women or there's different ways to use women. And I find that super aggravating. Like, um, you know, I have a friend who has dated most of my friends and he's just like, I just can't, you know, it's just like, I just don't, I just don't connect with them. I just don't have love for them. I'm like, well, that's not their fault. Like they're all fantastic. They all deserve love and relationships. Um, here's an outrageous thought what if everybody no matter what weight they were deserved love what if everybody no matter where their careers were deserved love like what if we mm-hmm. treated each other this is the most religious thing i'll say what if we all treated each other as equals who <laughs> maybe deserved love in relationships yeah. and friendships and support and no matter who you were in the outside world like you know when you have a death in the family and you, you have that temporary full world consciousness of this person was living and active in my life and they're gone and what does every other thing matter it doesn't matter and like in the short term in your life you'll be like well i'm not gonna tear down this person they're just a person living in the universe and 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 trying to act and feel and live and and be creative and uh, and and they're just doing the best that they can at all times and then we lose that and we go back to the scrabble of like, well, I, I heard he's got a super hot five minutes. Uh, we're going to see if he's got 10. Like, why did you he take her, her on the road? She's a fucking bitch. Like, we, and we, <laughs> we get back into that noise right away when, yeah. uh, like, going back to Carlin, uh, very little of what we do matters um, in the long term. We should do things that matter to us today and and let that be the thing. One of these days, I'm going to really, like, say this in a way that makes sense and is tight but these are the things that i think about and so that's maybe that's that's my religion if anything my religion is is people connecting to people everybody i talk to knows something i don't know let's figure out what that is is it interesting yeah let's just be the best little people we can be
0: right on and i, I for me when these are this is the most religious i get or the most uh the strongest argument mm-hmm. i i think of religion as um I total, I'm on so much the same page of all of that and then as somebody, you know, in like the artistic worlds out here in LA especially and New York, or probably everywhere but um, when you don't have, you know, it's largely non-religious. You don't have necessarily those same common, what, what religion offers people is shared language, shared values, the idea of like there's a discipline to it, there's a regularity, there's a structure to it, there is... If we're all, you know, Episcopal or whatever it is, we're agreeing to these set of values and these ideals. Mm-hmm. We are, we are deciding, we're that. yeah, we're deciding to program into our lives that, like, we're going to make, you know, loving for other people. A dis- it's going to be a priority, and we're going to feel that on a week-to-week basis because we're going to show up and we're going to build community together. Mm-hmm. And that's something I feel like it, it's it's hard to really build that in. And I, I can only speak from my own experience in la it's like we're a lot of individuals we're a lot of we have our own agenda we are all at our own place it's easy to like feel that one moment and then i'm not practicing it or any like you know you're not in the literal sense of like i'm not building as much muscle memory with that as i want to and then i get more like wayward and selfish and and we you know, are distracted we are all a
1: bunch of narcissists we also have to accept that like yeah, comics yeah. are fucking narcissists. A friend of mine keeps trying to date comics and she's an artist in her own way, but in a different way. And she's like, they don't really pay attention to my art. I'm like, they can't, they can't. (laughs) We're just thinking about our own bullshit all the time. And you're right. Uh, The comedy scene in any major city operates a lot less like a church and a lot more like um, a French court where... There's people who are allowed to talk to people, and people you have to be nice to because they have a show. Right. But then they don't have a show, but they might get another show, and like you have to kiss this person's feet, and like it can be can be super a bummer.
0: It definitely can be. Like there's
1: only people and people who will talk to you once you're booking a show, but then when you're not booking a show, they might not talk to you, and (laughs) yeah, it gets complicated really quickly. And I think it's worthwhile to remind ourselves that we are all just we're the same. We're all the same.
0: We all come from the same source.
1: Everyone's gonna die. Your best friend and your worst enemy and the woman you love the longest and everybody's gonna die. And um, in the future, what will it matter if someone stole your dick? No, that's not. <laughs> that's not, Obviously, that's the most important thing. But um, but just remember that yeah, we're only we're only here doing this for a little while. Like, yeah. Like there's a lot that you can let go and and uh, and put your energy towards something positive.
0: And even if you could achieve some sort of memorialization like putting yourself on a statue you know or like mm-hmm. you know every university it's like named after the last name of big donors because they're trying to get some like permanency mm-hmm. you're not going to be there to enjoy it
1: no and lebron someone told me about a tattoo again on the topic of everyone knows something i don't uh, a cleveland couple told me about a tattoo lebron james has and it's something about like every action you make like if like goes out into th- like defects the universe. I'm like, mm-hmm. do you think it does? Do you think basketball, I think <laughs> it does. I don't know if it does. Um, I hope some of the things that we do will go out and, and affect waves and ripples of reality. But I think most of us won't. Um, I know I jumped a lot of topics. i read a book by uh, Chuck Klosterman, but what if we're wrong? And he <laughs> hypothesizes that in the future, like in the far off future, all of rock music will be distilled down to the Beatles. That will be the only memorable band. Like all of the energy and thought that we put into, like just like marches. There used to be other people who wrote marches besides John Philip Sousa. He's who we remember. Right. Um. You know, there were thousands and thousands of classical composers, and mm-hmm. we remember five. Yeah. You know, all the energy that we put into, uh, dividing and subdividing and subdividing. Uh, did you actually get all the way through this? I'm pointing at something. I, I did not. I did not get through all that. It took me a long time. It's great, it's, but I didn't amazing. get through it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, hundreds of years from now, dozens of years from now, the people who we worship or kiss up to will be forgotten, and we will be forgotten. And the people who were influenced by us will also forget us, and they themselves will be forgotten. So.
0: So that's why we return. I mean, this is what I love about, like, a lot of Eastern kind of stuff is like, so then all you can do is be in the present moment and be compassionate. Yeah. And
1: And do the best work you can. Like, like who in comedy is really going to be remembered? Like, you know, the people who I get mad at and jealous of, I can't imagine that they would, you know, that their thing will last because I don't like it. Um, <laughs> but like, but like, you know, there's so many amazing comics from the sixties already forgotten. There's so many amazing yeah. comics from the seventies that, that only people who were their peers or who came right after them. Remember
0: a lot of America doesn't even know who Maria Bamford is.
1: I know. Isn't that you know? weird? Isn't that mind blowing? Cause you step outside of comedy and this little microcosm that we have and you talk to people and you're like, I had a, like a very positive brunch with so-and-so and they're like, who is that? Yeah. I was talking to that same Ohio couple. About who are your favorite female comics, and I said, well, I love uh, Jackie Cation and Mary Bamford, and I love Lori Kilmartin, and I love Jen Jen Kirkman, and uh, you know, I love Caitlin Gill, and I love, and they, they didn't know any of these because, because women comics don't get famous that much. Like, who are famous women comics? I don't know if we have it. Like Phyllis Diller has passed. Yeah. Joan Rivers also sadly passed. I mean, is Joy f- Behar is that? I mean, she's not really.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's not even that many men getting famous. You have, like, what, Louis C.K.? I guess, right. I mean, probably still more than If you ask women, 90% but,
1: of everybody who's your favorite comic, they'll say Louis C.K. I'm like, I get George
0: it. George Carlin, Richard right. Fryer. Yeah. The same Who five. He's not dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. So that doesn't mean that what we're doing is a waste of time, but it means that it's not important as we think it is. Right And on. that the most important thing is you and what you're doing and uh, and your relationship with it. I think that all of life... Everything we're doing is just about being creative and making connections with other people. If I didn't think my comedy connected with other people, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't give a shit about it.
0: That's the part I, I, I need to remind myself more of like, mm-hmm. it's about, it's something I heard a long time ago. And it's one of those things that, again, I just have to
1: it just rattles around in that big tin can.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, there's a the difference between expression and communication is taking the audience into account. So mm. it's actually... It's about communicating. It's about... And the times I felt the easily the greatest about doing stand-up or this podcast or something is when people have been like, oh, man, you like really hit the nail on the head with that nice. thing. Or like they were really connected to that versus like...
1: That's something that I'd always been thinking, but I couldn't put it into words. And why did Virginia talk nonsense for 15 minutes? These are all good thoughts.
0: No, you're great. You're great. Um, what is something... I guess we're close to wrapping mm-hmm. up. Um, sometimes I do... Uh, well, I often do a thing where we make up a religion, but if it doesn't feel so totally it doesn't quite feel right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to make up a religion we can. Uh the other option is well there's two of us a two parter then. Okay. Okay. What's something that you miss the most about Mormonism?
1: I like this a lot better. Yeah. Um what I miss the most about Mormonism and what I started missing as soon as I left the church was the surety that I was right. Mm. I I really had faith, like because I sit before you now as a person with faith in almost nothing, (laughs) it doesn't mean that I didn't super used to have it. Um, And that was great to have the confidence of a child saying, no, I know that God has done this for a reason. Even though this is hard and what's happening with my family is hard or what's happening all over the world is hard or what's happening to this individual I know is hard, I know it's happening for a reason. That is a wonderful thing and it's a terrible thing to have to let go of. Yeah. Okay. And 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 the fact that I'll never believe in anything again is because I can't <clears throat> regain that. Right. Like that's that genie is out of the bottle, and <clears throat> I uh, and it's an argument I have with my mother a lot. Mm. She's really funny.
0: <laughs> uh, the second part, or it's really more of a second question. It's mm-hmm. not really, it's not really a part of, right. of the same question. But uh, if there was something that you would. Like the current Mormon church to do differently or focus on or something instead, what would that be?
1: I think that it would be a lot better for the Mormon church for their PR to uh, accept gay kids uh, and to let women be in the priesthood. I think that the way their politics keeps them out of, it's taking them further away from their PR, right? Right because their PR is, we're the best, we're so groovy. <laughs> and any time <laughs> yeah. that you are not groovy to a group of people, that takes you out of that a little bit. Um, it's a misstep, and so people who are attracted to happy, the fa- happy families, um, the, and the core of, of the church being a family, and being your brothers and sisters, um, I think that Mormonism would do well to, to kind of take a uh, uh, a new pope, a new pope kind of a stance. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right on. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Um people so your album American Gothic So close. It's Gothic American live. I got confused with the uh, your friend. I know. Friend, uh, I know. <laughs> Gothic American live. Um it's on where would you like people to get that?
1: You know, it's on sale on uh uh iTunes <clears throat> for 6.99. Uh, that's less than um, a, an alcoholic beverage, and it'll last you forever. Um,
0: Very good point.
1: And it'll last me the price of an alcoholic <laughs> beverage. And, um, but check out my my website, my day-to-day-to-do on uh, social and live is my live dates. And um, invest in me uh, as a <laughs> fan in, in whatever way it makes you comfortable. I'll be here. Yeah.
0: Right on. Uh, what? We did it. Thank you. We've solved Mormonism. We've solved
1: Mormonism. We're going to make it better. <laughs> it, I mean, it could all change tomorrow. That's the great thing about it.
0: It is molten. It's nice and molten and liquid. Yeah. I mean, you're really, the gay and like women preaching, I feel like that should be, it's this like, come, on.
1: Doable, it's like, come on. It feels
0: doable, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, we can yeah. do that in our lifetime.
1: Yeah, for Very sure. much
0: so. Anyway.
1: Mormons I, listen. <laughs> do it.
0: It's for your own PR good anyway, <laughs> for nothing else. Right, thank you.
1: Thank you. Uh, that was great. Thank you. That was really...
0: And that is the show. Once again, thank you so much to Virginia. Thank you guys for listening. If you like this show, what would help me a lot is my late birthday present. Just go to iTunes and leave a rating or review on that. Uh, just a simple click. It's really a very simple process. Find iTunes. Leave, leave something on there. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, moreover, give yourself a great review because you're probably doing better than you think. I love you guys very much. Jamaste.